There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 63 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 2 of The Magicians. So holy crap, this has been getting really crazy. I was angry at this episode, which we'll get into. So before that, why don't you talk about all the ratings news? All right. First of all, Nielsen reportedly suffered a power outage at the data center over the weekend during a major system upgrade. Oh, so that's So all convenient. the ratings were pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. Fortunately, just before <laughs> we got on, we did get some ratings. Episode 8, this one was... And 0.29 in adults 18 to 49, with 0. 0.708 million viewers. It was the 30th overall cable show for the night. Now, episode 6, Cheat Day, we got the live plus 7 numbers. It tied for 17th in adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.8 for an increase of 100%. Nice. And it tied for 19th with that 100% in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain. Now, it was 25th in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.885 to 1.752 million viewers for an increase of 98%. Holy crap. That's a really yes. big increase. Yes, it is. So, Wednesday nights, not a lot of people get to watch it live, but they make up for it within the next seven days, that's for sure. Well, yeah, it's true. We got a lot of stuff happening. We've talked about this. A lot of kids' sports and everything else. So this is definitely an adult show. You don't sit around with the family and watch this one. <laughs> Not at all. Now, we also have some other news. Two days ago, Entertainment Weekly released this little tidbit. Sci-Fi has renewed 12 monkeys for a fourth and final season The EW has learned exclusively. Season 4, which is expected to debut in 2018, will consist of 10 episodes. And EW can also reveal that the third season will debut on May 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. In a surprising move, Sci-Fi will air the entire 10-episode season over three consecutive nights. Oh, my starting, God. Starting Friday, May 19th and concluding Sunday, March 21st. May 21st. <laughs> <laughs> We're going in a time warp. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pulling a call and going back in time. <laughs> the first four episodes will premiere on Friday, with three episodes airing each night on both Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 11 Eastern. Each night is going to play like a summer blockbuster, Metallus tells EW of Season 3, which picks up months after Cassie was kidnapped by the Army of the Twelve Monkeys and discovered that she is the mother of the Witness. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Thus, if the first season was about fathers and the second was about mothers, the third tackles the plight of children. 
Hmm. That's yeah. interesting the way they're putting that. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting well, twist there, too. Everything else? Right. It's <laughs> very much the life of one child as the show really explores what it means for these characters to have any kind of notion of family, Natala says. For the time being, Cassie's family is the Army of the Twelve Monkeys, who are keeping her in isolation in 2163, where the plague has ultimately mutated over the years and killed off the rest of humanity. Viewers will therefore get much more history about the origin of the army and delve into the psyche of its members. We get to see the birth of the army of the Twelve Monkeys and how the cult came together, Natala says, revealing that Christopher Lloyd's character as the father of the Pallid Man, wow, he will appear in episode six, is the recruiter for the army. This episode really dives into religious belief cults and what kind of person would be drawn to this particular philosophy on time. But there's one person who may be able to help in stopping the army, Jennifer Goins. Well, that is if they can find her after she got lost in time in the season two finale. Oh, geez. Okay. Thank you, Terry, for just giving <laughs> those little tidbits and be like, ha ha, good luck figuring it out. Yeah. Jeez. These showrunners just love to play with us. They, they? screw with us so hard. Oh. <laughs> but oh my gosh, just over a week and a all right, I'm telling you guys now, Steve and I will probably not be able to binge watch. <laughs> only because we both have crazy job schedules. Right. But we will be covering this. Oh yes, we will. Know. Cover all ten episodes. Of course it'll be a little different how we're gonna cover. We may just try to do two at a time or something. We'll figure it out. Obviously you'll see it because it'll be on here. And we hope you enjoy it. And anybody who wants to join us, let us know now. Because right. then we can try to set this up, because obviously that's a lot of TV. In one weekend, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I can't binge watch any of these Netflix shows, so I know I'm not going to be able to watch 10 hours worth. Oh, geez, as much as I want to. Right. Why couldn't it be at the end of May? Like, my birthday. I have, like, a whole weekend off. I could have done it then. Right. You couldn't have, necessarily, but, you know, I would have no. been on vacation. Yeah. Oh, anyway, okay, guys. I hope you guys are excited about that as I am. And the fact that Terry Milatus is like out there on in the Twitterverse, really messing with everybody. Yes. He happens to be tweeting back and forth with somebody Steve and I know that we podcast <laughs> with. He's like, oh, I, that would be so cool to be on the podcast talking about that too. And he's doing this to a lot of people. Yeah. And he just he's a really cool guy because I have met him. I did interview him, I believe, back in New York. Right. And he's really funny, and he's really sweet, but it's like, you are just screwing with us. You're messing with our head. Maybe he just needs us in that crazy headspace. Right. Because that's To prepare we're us for what yeah. we're about to get. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody can ponder on that for a while. And like I said, if you guys want in, let us know. Podcast at gmail.com. Steve and I can try to set up the dates with you guys in advance then. Which episode you want to be on? How you want to talk about it? If right. you know Terry Milatis, you know, tell him. Fangirlzonepodcast yeah. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> but now that we're all excited about that, let's get to what I've been all ticked off about. All right. Episode eight. Word is bond. Margot feels the pressure of ruling. Julia friends question her behavior. Quentin faces the repercussions of the deal he made. And Penny finds a way to help Katie. I have no idea where to start because there were so many things happening in this episode that made me just want to punch things. Well, One let's mostly. go ahead and get that over with uh, and let's start with Julia and Quentin. Okay. 
obviously basically we found covered out. Julia. <laughs> yeah, obviously we found out what went wrong last episode. Right. The baby was so intertwined with her own aura that she lost her shade. Right. They nicked her shade as they were exercising the demigod inside and caused it to go inert. Which it's like okay, it's it's there, but it's not. Right. So but she I didn't feel- lose it. It just isn't active so i feel like there might be in the future like this is a good thing that it is still there right but basically she's acting like she doesn't have it so she has in her words just a ton of bricks taken off her shoulders she feels so light yes yes (laughs) yes but she's acting like a spoiled child and this is what ticked me off like katie's trying to talk to her she's like are you okay she's like yeah i'm fine i feel great Quentin tries to talk to her. It's like, um, yeah, you know what? I, I don't have time for you. I need to go take care of this. And later on, Margo's trying to talk to her. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I got it. And she's just been, this whole episode, I was just getting so pissed because she was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like she didn't want to listen to anybody. Right. And she didn't care what happened. And all it made me think about, and I believe you actually posted something today on it, was the beast. Didn't even act like this, though. The Beast lost right. his shade, and he turned into the Beast. Right. But he wasn't even acting like this. He was he was <laughs> acting like a dick, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but Julio had a whole different attitude, and every time she did something, and I don't want to jump too far because she did so much, but the final big thing, which I'm sure everybody knows at this point, that just made me so mad. And she didn't even care. Everything right. was about her. And in the moment. Right. Yeah. Because she goes ahead and goes back out, leaves break bills, disregarding uh, both Katie and Quentin's uh, pleas to stay protected. And she figures, oh, Renard's not going to care about me. Well, sure enough, as soon as she gets out, he's waiting for her. Now, I got a quick question for you. Because she, like, forms a door, which that seems pretty good for somebody who wasn't actually formally trained, mind you. Right. So she forms the doorway, pops out, and Renard's there. Now, she was supposed to be looking for the baby. Or, that's not the baby anymore, I'm sorry. Dana's child. Thank you. Who is, what, 30 years old? I can't remember the age, but you know what I mean. Right, it should be in in his 40s. Okay. So she pops wherever, and I thought it was supposed to be close to where this guy is supposed to be, and Renard's there. Right. So does Renard actually know where the child is then? No. Okay. Dana did not tell him, so he thought he was going to get it from Julia. Okay. See, that's why I wasn't sure when he suddenly was there where Julia was, if somehow he knew. And that's no, what he just, as soon as he sensed Julia, he was there. Okay, I gotcha. And because Julia did visit Dana, I imagine that Renard was able to get that much out of I gotcha. Her, that, yes, Julia did visit her, that maybe... She had information as to where the child was, and Renard was going to get it from her, come hook or crook. Right. Well, plus, Renard was like, oh, yeah, I, I always take a special interest in people who are carrying my child. Ha, ha, ha. Wait a minute. You smell different. Creepy. Right. Creep factor yes. turned up to 11 there, people. Oh, <laughs> Hard to deal with the fact that I had a crush of Mackenzie Aston when I was younger, because this is so <laughs> creepy. Yes. Oh. But yeah, he immediately notices that she has lost her shade. See, I wasn't sure if he said that because he was like smelling her. I thought he knew that she didn't have the baby. 
No. He knew that she lost her shade. Okay. Now, he Yeah, he didn't mention. even mention, yeah, okay. he didn't mention her losing the baby. That's what I was not wondering. having the baby. Yeah, he didn't mention that at all. But he did, well, he called her, you know, the B word, and I kind of assumed that that was his way of saying, yes, I know that you don't have the baby anymore. Oh, okay, okay. And then when he did notice that she smelled different, he says, oh, you've had a shadectomy. Oh, I must have missed that. Because I just, like, I couldn't get past her smelling, or him smelling right. her. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's creepy. But then he notices Quentin, who's, like, hiding behind the tree that she's at. <laughs> Good job, Q. And he's mm-hmm. like, I know you're there. Come out. And then he was all like, I'll give you a head start. Run. I'm like, oh, my God. You know it's not going to work out. Right. And he grabs Julia's hand and pushes the fillery button and poof, they go. And here, again, Julia was all pissy. Right. Hello. He just tried to kill you both. And you're like, eh, I can't be here. I have stuff to do. He's going to kill you. You don't want to listen. So Q's got to stash you somewhere where you can't go away, basically. Right. And so he takes her to Fillory and dumps her with Marco. Oh, yeah. Marco's just like, really? Like, I have time <laughs> Not for another this. headache. Yeah, I don't have time for this. Marco's wardrobe, though, amazing again. Yes, it was. Costume designs are so awesome in this show and special effects and everything else. So, you know, kudos sci-fi. Yes. <laughs> okay. And poor Quentin. He's got a lot going on, too. Like, not yes. not only having to deal with Julia, he's got to deal with a Niffin. Not just any. The one that he was madly in love with, Alice. Who is not herself these days. No. Alice, who has, well, they said when you go Niffin, you kind of go crazy anyway. but. She has her own plans, that no matter what's happening, Alice is there, because obviously she's inside Q. So, right. you know, there's a moment when Penny and Katie and Q are together trying to figure out what to do, and Alice is like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you knew how to do this? Because I do. Yeah. And having to try to talk to her while in front of Penny and Katie, very discreetly, manages to do it. It's kind of funny. But then I- Alice negotiates more time. Right. Because that's not bad enough. No. Because the first time she gets control of his body, of course, the physical kids see him come in, start up the stairs, then go down. They ask him, hey, you all right? He says, leave me alone. (laughs) Right, because she's standing there going, tick tock, tick tock. And then just, bam, right away, takes over. She's not so smooth with it. No, not at all. She she doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't care. And we see her. All sorts of crazy things happening when Alice is taken over. Oh, yeah, because she goes to a park and starts talking to a child. Which, first of all, was creepy enough since this is supposed to be after midnight. Right. And this kid is (laughs) playing in a sandbox. Yeah. There's something not right with this child Uh, or its parent. Yeah, I was waiting for some, like, really, really weird stuff to happen, and I was not disappointed. No. And even though Word is Bond was written and everything... Alice found a way to kind of bend the rule because Alice yes. was not supposed to kill anybody. Hurt anything, yeah. yes. But because it wasn't a person that she <laughs> did end up hurting, it was a thing in her opinion. She managed to get around it. But it was kind of weird because I don't know if you noticed or say, uh, you probably should get up and get out until before the rest of it rises up because it's not going to be happy. Right. So this was just like a portion of, of whatever beast 
that she was trying to get information from, and it was weird. It looked like a kid. Apparently, there was a lot of children's bones in the sandbox. Again, weird. Right. And it was kind of like snake-like, I guess would be yes. the best way to put it. Creepy looking. So, and big. Yes, when it finally did rise up. But they, she never said what it was, though. No, it was the angler beast. Okay. So I don't know what the rest of it looks like. That's even weirder. Well, it, yeah, it looked very dragon-like as it came out of the ground and got, you know, so much bigger than Alice. And Alice says, well, I've been studying up on your weaknesses. And it goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy one. Or uh, Quentin wakes up and there's a child with a, <laughs> a magic knife through its chest. And go, oh, crap. Well, you did get to see the weird part like into the sand so at least he didn't think right. that she totally just killed a kid because that i would probably have traumatized him i don't know if he would have been able to come back to be honest right and i don't know how he's gonna make it at this point either because she is like really screwing with him yeah big time because the next thing she ends up taking him to ireland oh no wait did i jump ahead oh that's no, fine they're, yeah they're we're, we're coming I'm like, Quentin and uh, Alice now. No, I was trying to think if I there was something in between the monster in Ireland. And he wakes up in a cab. With fish and chips. I don't know. At that point, I'd probably just been eating the fish and chips and be like, all right, she did something. Maybe I don't want to know. But had he done that, it would have completely foiled her plan. Yes. Until the next she day. Knows, right. She knows him well enough to know that he wanted to know what would what happened, so he wanted the cabbie to take him back to where they were before and that of course is right where she wanted him to go right even though she's like no no don't don't do it <laughs> ha ha like because him going in managed to trigger everything that she needed to have happen right because she, she had set it up to actually call the uh, friar that she had been studying about in hopes of when we find out during this encounter that she's wanting out. Yes. Well, of course she wants out. Yes. And since the prior has been the only one that has ever been able to be unboxable, she wants his secrets. But he's kind of like, you are a peon. You can't even yes. get yourself out of this pathetic person. Pathetic magician. Yes. Oh, and I felt bad because, hello, Quentin is right there. It's like, really? That's a dick move. Mm -hmm. Of course, he didn't care. It was. No, and she didn't care either. Right. Uh, she did care about him getting choked out, though. She's like, if he goes down, I can't talk to you. You can't right. knock him out. So now she has a whole different quest, and Q is still not telling anybody what's happening. Right. It just makes me mad. Why aren't you helping and tell or asking for help? And I think it's just because Alice knows exactly what to say to freak him out, which is, they're going to send you away. Right. But, I mean, it's a whole different world. Obviously, there's gods, there's magic, there's demons. Maybe they won't send you away. You had a crazy Keiko demon in your back. What's so weird about them thinking, oh, somehow it trapped Alice in your body? Right. Ah, yeah, yeah. But Katie took care of that because as soon as he comes back and they see his nose bleeding... As we find out that, yes, this is going to kill both of them because he's not strong enough to be able to handle having a nippin in his back 24-7. Mm -hmm. Katie uh, right hooks him. Oh, that was kind of funny. She's like, huh, glass oh, jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Just as I expected. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Penny seeking intercept him. Yeah. And Penny jumps in and Alice goes on the offensive. But at least now they know. Yes, they do know what's going on. Which is something that actually was a big relief to me. Oh, absolutely. Yes, now we'll have help. This is good. It makes me happy. Yes, especially seeing that we do know that, yes, it's possible Clinton could die from this. Yes. Needs his friends to uh, help him out because he's not able to do anything. And it's it's frustrating him as well. He can't help Fillory. He can't help Julia. He can't do anything because he's fighting with Alice all the time. But I think he was willing to die and take Alice with him so that nobody else could possibly get hurt. True. He definitely would do that. Ah, so that's cute. All right, let's talk about Penny and Katie. Because there was some back and forth and it wasn't good this time. Not all of them. Right, yes. Katie was really pushy. I mean, they were working together. It was okay. And then Penny comes to her and he's like, we should talk. I can't use magic, but... There might be a way if I sign this contract. And and this is the moment that, of course, I have to go let the dog out. And I'm like, <laughs> damn it, what was the contract? And, right. And I was so mad because I wanted more information and I never got back. So why don't you tell everybody what the contract was? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I don't, I don't know. Basically, the contract that he had to sign was basically he would be their man, their laborer the rest of his life and for a million years after his life is over holy crap for the library for the library yes that's a lot of time but he gets magic back right he will get his magic back and that's better than waiting for mayakovsky to get his act together that's for sure Mm -hmm. and send him on all these wild goose chases but did they actually explain how he's getting his magic back no they would. They said they could fix his hands, hmm. so he could start performing magic again. Okay, but I know Katie was kind of pissed about that because he signs the contract because he brings a piece of one of the books, which he probably shouldn't have. Right. But he's like, ah, oh, whatever. I work for him now. Maybe they'll overlook it. And she was pissed. And he's like, I'm doing this because I want my magic back. I want to be able to do things. I mean, we know he can travel. Right. But maybe he. If he had had his magic, he wouldn't have been stuck in the vault and all the crap wouldn't have started in the first place. Exactly. And he's doing it on his terms, his words. And then Katie was just pissed and like pushing him away and being like super, super bitchy. And after all said and done, you know, she she does, you know, say I'm taking this because I'm an addict and I'm, you know, she's drinking. But she's like, what? We're nothing. We're nothing. And finally, and I don't know about you, because I was like, oh, my God, it finally happened. Finally, finally, Penny says, I love you. This is why I'm doing right. all this. And I think that really took Katie, like, like she did not know what to do. Like, it threw her for a loop because everything that's happened, she probably, in my opinion, of course, she probably thought this is never going to happen. I've come from kind of a crap, you know, background. Right. I totally screwed him because of what my mother did. And now what? I'm, right. I'm using him again. Yes. But he drops that bomb, and she's just like, what? Yeah. I mean, do you think this is something that, because she does finally accept it, I guess is the best way to say it, do you think it's something that she will be able to really be happy about? It's possible, seeing that Penny has changed so much in the last season, that it is possible if Katie stays with the group, 
she may also have a major growth. Okay, I hope so. Right. Though, of course, it's kind of screwed if Penny's got to keep popping in and out to do things for the librarians. They can't completely be together all the time. So, we'll see. We'll roll the dice with that one. Right. But he does bring back the um, the page that has the name of Diana's son. Which is interesting because they were trying to find it and they found a way to, to kind of do it, to go to the hospital. Right. And use. <laughs> yeah, well, this was the information that they were able to get out of Alice. Yes. <laughs> that there was a... Um, a projector that you could look into the past with. Yeah, that was so awesome. Oh my gosh, what was that called? I forgot. Oh. A viewfinder. Yeah, a viewfinder. And I loved it because they're sitting, like, nobody notices that these three grown adults are playing with a viewfinder. Right. And, like, flipping. In a waiting room. Right. And, of course, holy crap, you can't see the face. You can see the nurse, you see the baby, but the face of the person who takes the baby is scratched out. Right. And in it is time. Right. That Dana did some massive magic to cover her tracks. That was pretty impressive. Yes, it was. But yes, yeah, so Penny saves the day with the information, which we still don't know. They're going to save that. I, what? Name? Yeah, didn't they? Did they say it? Yeah. Oh, crap. I don't remember them saying it. I thought so. Let's see. I feel like I would have remembered that. I thought it stopped. John Spencer Gaines. Oh, okay. But it's not ringing any bells, so I don't feel like it's somebody con- connected to what we've had. Right. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It, that name does not ring a bell at all in any of the episodes. Okay, so. so that's probably why I didn't remember it. I'm expecting some big thing, like it's somebody connected to break bills somehow. Gah, maybe we it will be, and we just haven't seen that person. But it'll be like an alum or something. Okay, so there's a... A little bit of a trio happening next we need to talk about. Yeah. We have Elliot and Margot, and we have Margot and Julia. Even though we've talked about Julia, there's more kind of going on. So you have the three of them. We have Elliot, who is still just knocked out. They did bring his golem back. Right. And what I had said last episode about being worried that whatever magic field was in the bank, maybe that was stopping him from coming back. They didn't exactly say anything. No, basically, the the body was in the morgue, and Margot and Quentin was a, were able to retrieve it. I still feel As that morgues don't it. have really uh, high security. Apparently, no. Like every show, when somebody's going to a morgue, there's like no big thing. They're just walking in and out. I don't know. Right. So we have him both bodies, which had to be kind of weird playing yourself twice right. with all these strings and everything, and they're tra- like back and forth. They're trying to do magic to. St- to bring his soul out of one into the other is his consciousness. Right. They, they build a bridge. Yeah. They have to build this psychic bridge so that his soul can leave the clay version and re-enter the, um, the real, real Elliot. <laughs> and, of course, because the having brownouts due to the wellspring, it takes a little bit longer than it should have, and we get... A couple of just hugely emotional scenes from Margot, who just knocked it out of the park. Oh, yes. I'm, I kept tweeting Summer, and I'm like, if you cry, I'm going to cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't. <laughs> and she cried. I was like, oh, my God, you're killing me. It was great, because even when, um, why do I always forget his wife's name in the show? Jen. Jen, thank you. I don't know why I forget her name all the time. 
when she's like, I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. You don't understand. I need him back. And she's like, I will take care of you and the kid. And the fact that Margo's even like, I'll be here. I'm going to take care of you guys. I don't care. We'll change the law. It's everything. And, and you're not alone. And I thought that was really sweet because it kind of showed her actually being a grown up. Right. Yeah, she would. The Margot from last season would have never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> even considered it. You're right. <laughs> Much less let it come out of her mouth. And so it's a whole different thing. And and I love the fact that that happened. And apparently, so did Elliot. Yeah. Because that's how he will. I King Barbie. <laughs> or Bambi. Bambi. No, I King Bambi. Yes. So it was amazing. So we get LA back. But you know what? He scared the crap out of me. Let me tell you. He was tweeting and he's like, oh, it's been really fun and really great being your king this season. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Just because the way that kind of was happening in that moment when he tweeted it. Right. Because we didn't know if he was going to be able to come back into his body. I was starting to freak out thinking that he's not coming back. Right. They're going to kill off another major character. I didn't I can no! handle that emotionally, I'll tell you. Thankfully, he exactly. came back. But before this, Margot and Julia had to deal with a bunch of crap, apparently. Yes. And Margot was trying to play hardball. She's like, all right, listen, I know these guys are coming. And, you know, she's told by her royal advisors, well, we have, because of the gold you brought, we have the bodies. We just don't have as many bodies as they do. But it could be an illusion. Right. They're on the other side of the one-way trees, which was, I'm like, what? The hell are yeah. one-way trees? But they're alive. Yeah. So it's just think ants. <laughs> ah, there you go. And then you have Julia like, oh, I know the books as well as Quentin. Yeah, yeah. All we need to do is go talk to this emissary. Dyad. Yeah, Dyad. Yeah, Dyad. And when they go, the guy was just like pissed at them. And obviously. Oh, yeah. They do not like Hillary. <laughs> obviously, Margo has no clue what's going on. And Julia's not telling him anything. The advisors didn't exactly say what's going on. Right. Other than, oh, we really don't do that. But why? Yeah. So all that fun stuff. All right. It's not going to work. And then he's just offended because the High King wasn't there because this was before Elliot woke up. Right. Okay. Well, they can't tell him what's happening. Yeah. Even though the dyad was supposed to be a female and is now a male. So. Right. A nice little twist there. Yeah. Because. Yeah, doesn't Julia? Because if it would have been a female, it probably would have been fine talking to the High Queen. So, <laughs> so okay, what's going to happen? Margot's like, ah, crap, we got to figure this out. She leaves, and she, assumably, is with the different advisors trying to figure it out, even the crazy sloth, right. who actually advised not to blow up the trees. Interesting. Not to cut them down, yeah. right. So, Julia goes back, because she's going to be the emissary. Because Margot says it. Yes, the ambassador. The ambassador, thank you. Which is probably a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> because, But Margot doesn't know what's going on. Nobody's really informed her that she doesn't have her shade, and so Julia's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, Julia does go back, but before she goes to talk to Dyad, she ends up finding the guy with the damn wand, who was with Prince S. <laughs> right. And she ends up getting him, she like kind of traps him. Yeah, she captures him, and then... Cuts him a deal. I'll say, I'll spare your life if you give me this. Which was she, interesting. Yes, she wanted something powerful enough to keep her invisible from gods. How do they just know how to do this in Fillory? I mean, I feel like 
you could have probably asked somebody else if they all knew how to do this. Right. But seeing that they've had to deal with Umber and Ember and the Beast, it kind of makes sense that, yes, there would be probably a magician there in, in that world, world <laughs> that would be able to conjure up that kind of a spell. And he does. He does it for her. Even though he's, like, afraid. He's like, you're going to kill me. She, he's like, you're loyal to them. She's like, I'm loyal to me. And right there. It's like, yes. that's not good. That's really bad. No. <laughs> yes, it is very, very bad. And after that, I knew something even worse was going to happen. And, well, it did. Yeah. Julia decides to go knock on the dyad's door again. He's, he's off. One more time. Busy. He's like, listen, it's cool. We're going to make this right. Here, I brought you something. Just take it to your, the guys in charge. And he takes it from her, and she walks away, and that's when we get a big boom. Yes. And a fireball. So it's like, oh my god, did she just kill all of them? We don't know. I think so. And she's just kind of smirking. Like, it's no big yeah. deal. Like, holy shit, Julia, no. This is a bad thing. Yeah, she comes back and goes, hey, they're out of the way now. That's what you wanted, was them to be out of the way. Well, they're out of the way. Yeah, and I thought Margot was going to totally slap her down. Yeah, she wanted to real bad. But she t has her taken to the dungeons. And Julia's just like, what? Your name isn't even on this. It was me. Why am I being taken away? It's like, if, again, I'm just so ticked with this because she was just acting like she has no sense. And even the beast who had his shade taken away did not act like that. Everything <laughs> he did, he knew what he was doing. He, he was doing it for himself. But Julia right, doing which is, this, I don't know. It's everything is all. It's all about Julia now. Oh, God, this is so weird. I'm just so yeah, weird. she went from sympathetic to not in one episode. Right, crazy. Yeah, so now we have another reason to dislike Julia even more. Right. So I don't know. I feel like because they said that her her shade is still there, that somehow they'll be able to activate it, and she won't be this crazy person again. But I don't know. Right. right now, I'm I'm glad she's going to the dungeon. Yeah, she needs to stay there for a while, but I have a feeling that it's going to work out too well either. Probably no. Well, if they, as long as Philory keeps having the, the magical brown out, maybe it will hold her for a little while. Mm. But she won't be able to do all her magic whenever she wants to. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But we do know, and the cat's out of the bag that. Yes, Alice is inside Quentin. Yes. That's a good thing. Well, that everybody yes, knows. It's say <laughs> Julia, but it may not be a good thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Elliot is back, so. Yay, Elliot. And Penny and Katie are in love. Aw. So these are crazy times in Fillory. Yes, and we only have a few episodes left. So I don't know if we're going to resolve the war or resolve anything. <laughs> We'll find out, hopefully. So let us know what you guys think. Like I said, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com, because this is getting crazy. Make sure you rate and review us on all the platforms you find us on, because good ratings help other fans of the show find us. And we really do hope you're enjoying this, so tell your friends and other fans of the show. Bring them in. Tweet with us. On, you know, we both tweet different different coasts, so we're pretty much on for you guys. Fangirl, it's, I'm sorry, FGZ Podcast. That's on Twitter. And, of course, you can find everything at www.fangirlzone.com. Oh, so, Steve, this was a crazy one. Yes, it was. 
No hurting anyone, no casting magic, no sex. Trust me, you lock down any possible fun. Until next time. <laughs>